The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... News from the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. Welcome to ACB Reports for October 2022. We'll hear that National Library Service update in a few moments, but first, here is some important information from the American Council of the Blind. On September 28th, Senator Tammy Duckworth, Democrat of Illinois, and Representative John Sarbanes, Democrat of Maryland, introduced the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act in the U.S. Senate and House of Representatives. This bill, which is a joint collaboration between both their offices and the American Council of the Blind, the American Foundation for the Blind, the National Disability Rights Network, and the National Federation of the Blind, would require the Department of Justice and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission to establish clear and enforceable accessibility standards for websites and mobile applications, reaffirm that existing disability rights legislation covers websites and software applications, and ensure that accessibility standards keep pace with new and emerging technology. The Department of Justice has long held that the Americans with Disabilities Act does cover websites and the digital built environment. But courts across the country have ruled inconsistently on how and when the ADA applies to the digital-built environment. This bill builds on the ADA's foundation and strengthens accessibility requirements for employers, state and local governments, and third-party vendors. Once passed, This law would define accessibility as a website or application that enables individuals with disabilities to access the same information as, to engage in the same interactions as, to communicate and to be understood as effectively as, and to enjoy the same services offered to other individuals with the same privacy, independence, and ease of use as individuals without disabilities. The Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act is a legislative imperative of the American Council of the Blind. ACB encourages all of its affiliates, members, and friends to contact their representatives and both their senators and urge them to co-sponsor the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act, H.R. 9021, in the House of Representatives, and S-4998 in the Senate. Additional information may be found at acb.org. Send questions to advocacy at acb.org or call 202-467-5081. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. During each annual conference of the American Council of the Blind, the General Assembly receives an update from the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS. 
This year, the person providing that update was Jason Broughton, who became the director of NLS in August of last year. I am honored and humbled to be here with you this morning, and today I will be discussing some things that we are doing at the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. NLS is, I would say, doing very well. Under my current direction, we are looking to do some unique things, which are going to be, in one word, growth. Growth in all things. Growth in our user base, growth in formats, growth in outreach, growth in understanding our users and what they also would like to tell us about how they see NLS. So in other words, lots of conversations are going to be going on. We also are looking to have a recommitment to who we are when it comes to being the National Library Service for the Blind. One of the key things that I would say I really hope that we will begin to fully institute is making sure that we always listen to our users and then also prepare ourselves for the next 91 years. This is our 91st year, which we have been in existence and in working with the U.S. Postal Service, which I will also talk about. So it's been a unique collaboration, and I think that we are looking forward to a wonderful future as we go forward. We've had a lot of legislative changes and regulatory changes in the past two years. So we've had a name change. We removed the word handicapped. The Marrakesh Treaty has just been a boon to our organization. And of course, we have had a dramatic increase in reading disabled due to reading disabled regulation. We'll also talk a little bit about um, a unique thing that is being discussed in Congress, which is a possible relocation. So let's talk about BARB. Within that, we are working with our IT department known as OCIO in the federal government. And what we're doing is making sure that the resources that we have are more secure. We've moved it to what is known as cloud-based items, which just basically allows faster downloads, enhanced capacity, searching, which we're also going to even enhance, and of course, deal with foreign language enhancements. One of the biggest things that we also will want to do with that when it comes to the enhancements is making sure that we have as many people participate with us when we are looking to test and review devices and services. That means we're going to need to have outreach to understand as many different types of disabilities as possible, which allows the devices to be their best. So when we put it out, people can therefore be very comfortable with its use. Other items when it comes to modernization. Marrakesh. Under Marrakesh, we have now 2,800 additional new works on BARD. We have had over 51,000, I would say, downloads in the past year. And stunningly, we are now up to 131,000 plus NLS titles when it comes to the shared item with the World Intellectual Property Organization known as WIPO. We've also began, because of this, to publish a new item called Foreign Language Quarterly. And we now have content in 13 languages and looking to do more, particularly in some very unique areas. This was also picked up by the Washington Post, in which there's a wonderful article talking about how a treaty signed in Marrakesh made the Library of Congress more accessible. Modernization. One of our most surprising and stunning items that we were 
want to say we expected this, but we did not expect the outpouring we received is on the refreshable Braille device. This unique item, when we deployed it to have it reviewed, immediately allowed us to see what people told us they really, really wanted. The demand has been tremendous. We have over 6,000 that we plan to have out by the end of the year, and we are going to procure even more. Of course, we have inflation, supply chain demands, and some logistic items, but we believe we can be confident in getting that to happen. They are now in over 37 states, and we continue to look to expand. And we have people basically banging on the door saying, I want in on the pilot. And so we will look to see what we can do to make that happen. This, however, has been an amazing thing for us to see when it comes to this device and in working with Humanware and, of course, our other partners to craft different types. We look forward to a wonderful future when it comes to refreshable Braille because this is an amazing thing that's coming. We've also done an ease of access with the regulatory changes. As I mentioned, uh, reading disabled has been quite unique in which we now have over 10,200 reading disabled individuals utilizing NLS. That's a 50% increase than before. And so we know that there also is a wonderful need to allow access to materials so that we complete our mission, which is known as, very simply, that all may read. I deeply believe that when it comes to this position, which I am humble and honored to be within, my goal is to make sure that the organization lives up to its mission and also takes the time to really have things put front and center for people who should have never had to ever ask that this be done. This should be front and first. I'm usually very surprised when I'm in conversation that people will finish a project and then say, oh, now let's talk about accessibility, which is at the end. And here comes me barnstorming in saying we might need to start over, which usually can upset a few people. But hey, if you had done this at the beginning, it would have made a very, very different outcome. Our next item, duplication on demand, is going well. And that is going to expand to our entire network of 94 network libraries in U.S. territories by the end of the year. And with that, there's going to be some cost savings and, of course, some space savings when we are allowed to, in a sense, have multiple titles on one cartridge. With that, I can say I have heard some feedback about some of the things that they would like to have tweaked when it comes to duplication on demand, and we look forward to that. We have focus groups here, and I encourage you to please attend. I was at one of our first yesterday, which I got a wonderful earful, but it allows you to talk about NLS's worth, our work, and our services, and how we can prove upon them. And also, you can tell us what we actually might not know that we need to understand and know. Another item when it comes to modernization is that we're looking to have a whole suite of new things come to fruition in the future. This, of course, requires testing. So with that, one of the things that I believe is very helpful when you're working with a very diverse group of people is to have a variety or diverse type of products. So we are looking to, in a sense, 
have BARD as an access. We're looking to have embossed Braille. We're looking to have a digital advanced player known as our E2 BM player. And of course, we're looking to do a few things with large print in most aspects. I do recognize there is some consternation on something that I needed to have happen, which we will discuss at the salon today when it comes to one of our large print formats. And looking forward to that conversation. Things that will probably be very unique to understand is that we are looking to have a smart speaker, in a sense, and also text-to-speech, and of course, VUI. With that, however, there can be challenges. A lot of things must be completed first to make sure that this goes off without a hitch. And that means a lot of review, a lot of participation by people to play with these devices when we make them available and tell us what we can do to make them better. Another area that we are looking to expand, which we're doing right now, is collections. We are never going to really have every single book, but what we can do is increase a variety of things based upon talking with our users about what they like most. We also will be a library in the sense of if we don't have it, our goal will be to tell you where you can access it and find it. So it will be, in a sense, an engaged and interactive experience when you talk about the National Library Service. Our partnerships, very, very unique. We launched a pilot that, again, went very similar to the Braille e-reader. Within the first week, we started to immediately have a request when it comes to Braille on demand, in which we are allowing Braille to be, in a sense, provided out once a month. And that request just gained us a much larger insight into that people want that, followed by our outreach. We are doing a lot when it comes to veterans and the Veterans Administration. So we have a VA rapid sign-up program that we are doing in a pilot that is going to be very impactful. I'm working with people who, in a sense, might have unfortunately received an injury that, in a sense, now has them considering some life situations. We hope to make that experience and transition as seamless and as easy as possible to do the things that matter most, which is enjoy the life you have. Free matter for the blind. This conversation is one that I have taken up very, very importantly when it comes to the Postal Service, who is our partner. We are having, I would say, really interesting talks and making sure that we talk about training so that when people, in a sense, mail items or receive them, that everything is in sync properly when it is received through the mail by the carriers. The conversations are going well, we're learning lots, and the Postal Service is a committed partner to making sure that free matter for the blind works seamlessly for everyone going forward. Relocation. For those who might not know, we are located on Taylor Street in the District of Columbia, and we are happy to have you visit as the federal government starts to fully open up. Just recently, we had the American Library Association in D.C., and we hosted a lot of librarians who were new to even understanding that MLS has been here. So we provided tours and a host of things. With that, however, we are looking through conversations with Congress on, in a sense, relocating, if possible, it is at their discretion, to the Capitol complex. Now, some might say, well, that's interesting. What you might not know is how I understood it from the history and the conversation. NLS was on the Capitol complex at the Library of Congress and temporarily needed to move. 
keyword temporarily. 60 years later, we are still on that temporary rider and we are having conversations to see what it might look like, again, based upon their direction and decision on what it might look like to relocate back to the Capitol complex in a new facility that would be very, I would say, helpful and inspiring to be a visible signal and also sign of what this nation says that it does for all people. We stand, I would say, forward to hearing what that will come, but conversations, of course, take their time as they go through our congressional delegations. As I said, we have focus groups, which we have our collection development section here, here, Alice O'Reilly and Tamara Rory, who's over patient engagement. Please come by and tell us what you think about NLS. It's so important that we gather information and feedback from you. Also, we put on a biannual conference in which we had over 400 professionals attend virtually. And with that, we had messages from Senator Leahy and from Senator Blunt virtually about what NLS is doing. And we also, in a sense, awarded some winners when it comes to the Library of the Year. And for that, our regional winner was the Washington Talking Book and Braille Library in Seattle. And our sub-regional winner was out of Florida, Pinellas County, Pinellas Talking Book Library in Clearwater, Florida. So we're doing quite a lot. And as a new director who has come from a variety of items, prior to this, I was the state librarian in Vermont. What a wonderful outdoor playground state that is. Amazing, amazing group of people. Before that, Savannah, Georgia. Live Oak Public Libraries. Prior to that, the South Carolina State Library. And before that, worked in education. But the thing that most people really say is important to them is that they knew that I was a certified pastry chef and that I love to bake. As I begin to close, I'd like to read to you a small quote. For those who know me, I like to make sure that people find solace in poetry or comments and the importance of who we are when when we're looking at items. As director, one of the things that I would hope that ACB will take away from me as I work with all of you to, in a sense, provide services is a simple thing that I live by as my simple mantra, and my staff fully knows this. It's not that important that we actually be right at NLS. The important thing is that we get it right. And with that, it's very important. So in closing, by a quote under the pen-named author C. Joy Bell C., this is important. The only way that we can live is if we grow. The only way we can grow is if we change. The only way we can change is if we learn. The only way we can learn is if we are exposed. And the only way that we are exposed is if we throw ourselves into the wild open. Thank you. I am Marilee, and I'm just learning to play the piano, and I'm wondering how I would go about getting enlarged music so I can read the music. Our music section is very unique, and With that, you would be connecting with NLS directly, and I can give you that information. But if you go to our website, there is an item that talks about music, 
and we have a wonderful engaged staff that can assist you. For those who do not know, the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled has the world's largest Braille music collection. And you should, in a sense, probably consider reviewing it. We have method books, instruction books, musical scores, and a host of things that are available to you. With that, you get to have it for a certain while, and you can also continue to extend it for as long as you need it. But again, you would be contacting the National Library Service direct for that, and we have a lot of staff who are waiting to assist you when it comes to music. I love BARD, and I love BARD Express, but I also love to travel. And when I go to the travel category on BARD Express, it seems like the same books have been on there for two years. And I was wondering, is there someone in charge of those changing those books on those categories like biographies? Seems like biographies are the same books that have been on there for like two or three years. And uh, I was just wondering, it seems like those could be changed more often. I appreciate that feedback. And yes, I would not want you to be traveling to the same places each time. So with that, again, as I said, I will make this information known to Alice O'Reilly, our collection development section head, who is here at the conference. She will be getting this in just a couple of moments. And we will be working to update that. And I appreciate that information. First of all, I wanted to let you know how much I appreciate BARD and the collection of books that you have. My question is, I'm a Braille reader, and I know that there are many Braille magazines available. Are you um, doing anything to expand the Braille collection of the magazines available through NLS? This is a great question. Again, we had this come up in our focus group yesterday. And magazines for us are a very unique area in which, as you know, the publishers themselves are also changing a few things. And so we're navigating that. But we also want to, I would say, do a pilot really to see how users find what they want in addition to what types of magazines they would like for us to consider. And stating that, just as the general population, I would say everybody understands People have moved away a bit from long-form reading, which for me is a, is a sad thing because I love getting magazines and just reading them cover to cover. But now we've moved to topic and articles as opposed to the magazine itself. So with that, it offers us an opportunity to connect with users to say, what does it look like to have a listing of topics or themes as opposed to the one magazine? This, again, would be something that we would do as a pilot but if you come to our focus group, we can definitely discuss that because we want to find out what users might want when it comes in the way of magazine subscriptions. I'm old, and so I'm involved in thinking about history and so forth. And I remember when you were in the NLS, I wanted to, there's this name I want to say at this convention that all of us have thought of as equivalent to NLS for years. That's the name of Freddie Pico. I hope that, I know she's been retired now. I hope you've gotten to know her. We all said, you know, anything about Library of Congress? Let's go to the Library of the NLS booth and see Freddie. And I just wanted to salute her. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
We have a lot of wonderful long-term employees who work at the Library of Congress, and it is just amazing. I know that we have, um, in my experience, which is rare to see, 50-year uh, employees at the Library of Congress and National Library Service. And of course, someone did retire, and she is at our conference, Judy Dixon, but we wonderfully brought her back as an annuant, but she said, oh, why are you doing this to me? And I said, well, you never left. Look at her. So. <laughs> So we'll have her for a few more years. I was wondering, last year I read something or heard something that the, the lawyer is talking about using uh, smart devices like Echo and, and some of the other. Is that still a, something that is an option? We are. Our goal, however, is we have to do a lot of uh, designing, which also means we need to bring in people to test a variety of things to let us know what they feel is working and is not working about them. This is also a unique time in which our plans can sometimes be skirted into different time frames based upon availability of resources. And so things that we order are unfortunately not always made in the country fully, and we must rely upon the construction of them outside the U.S., which adds a longer component. So things that we want to launch are being pushed forward into the future, but they are slowly coming online when it comes to text-to-speech, voice user interface, and of course, if we're lucky, a NLS version of Alexa. That was Jason Broughton, Director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled, NLS, speaking at this year's conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind, in Omaha, Nebraska. You've been listening to ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind. ACB Reports is heard each month on audio information services across the United States and worldwide on the ACB Media Network, acbmedia.org. The show is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another edition of ACB Reports.